Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Capsule Production Podcast. Today, I'll be your host along with Sean. So it's me, Jovan Lazo, and Sean and I are going to be talking about our last rotation before winter break. Um, but before we get into that, Thanksgiving just passed. So in the theme of Thanksgiving, we kind of wanted to say thank you to everybody for listening. Thank you for to everybody that's been supporting us along the way. And also for everybody that's on our Instagram that's been active on there, um, answering the, the our Tester Knowledge Thursdays, responding to any of our posts that we have. So thank you so much for the engagement. We appreciate that. We appreciate you for listening. And um, we hope that you gain some knowledge from everything that that we share with you. And thank you for reaching out to some of the people that reached out to us and expressed to us how thankful they, they were for the podcast. And um, we love to hear those things. So if anybody wants to get feedback, how to improve um, episode ideas, people they think we should interview, anything like that, please, please, please feel free to reach out to Sean or I, and um, we'll definitely try to get that set up for you. Also, I just want to make, sh- make sure that you all know that this will be our last episode for season four. With that, um, we'll go ahead and post this on Monday, like always. And after that, we'll, t- we'll take a, a brief hiatus. Uh, we kind of need to focus on some res- residency applications and everything else that's going on. So we'll relax, kind of recoup, and try to get some episodes for you guys in January to start season five. And we're excited for the potential interviews that we could have and the, the content we'll be able to share with you guys. So we're super excited about season five. So unfortunately, we're, this will be the last episode of this season, but um, you'll hear back from us soon in January. And also it's been brought to my knowledge that some people didn't realize that we were, that we're on all major streaming platforms, um, except for Google Play. Google Play for some reason doesn't like us. But if you have an Android, if you have an iPhone, yes, we are on Apple Podcasts. So you can go to the podcast app and download Capsule Production Podcast to type that in. Same thing if you're on Spotify, you can type in Capsule Production Podcast. You can go ahead and um, subscribe and like our com- like our content. And then also um, definitely leave a comment. You know, if, if you guys want to say anything, we definitely appreciate it, whether good or bad, you know, just be honest and let us know what you think about us. And that's kind of been brought to my, my attention the past couple of weeks. I guess a lot of people thought that they could only listen to us through Podbean and that is completely incorrect. So whether you use Podbean to listen, if you use Spotify, if you use Apple podcast app, we're on all of those. Um, so, you know, listen to us there. The only, the only one that we haven't been able to get approved on is Google play. But other than that, we're on, like I said, Spotify, Apple podcasts and Podbean. Um, and with that said, I believe we could kind of go ahead and get started with this episode. Is there anything else? Uh, anything you want to add, Sean? To the uh, no, I think you covered, I think you covered it well. Um, big shout out for everyone who listened to us this whole season, you know, we've been growing and it, wouldn't be without you guys. So thank you guys a lot for listening and tuning in every Monday. Yeah. And, and even to add on to that, thank you to all the people that allowed us to interview them. You know, thank you, Sean, for getting us in contact with Dr. Brian Marini. Um, thank you, Emily and Sophie for being willing to talk about Pedia Gator, uh, Dr. Kelsey Cook. Thank you so much. Talking about pharmacogenomics. Jeff is a very busy man. So thank you, Jeff, for being able to take up the time to kind of go over residency applications and that whole process. Thank you, Brandon, for being able to, to you know, share the content, content with his FDA rotation and everything that was going on there. So, you know, just big thank you to everybody. Um, even previous people we interviewed, Dr. Miller, Dr. St. Ons, Dr. V, and Mr. and Mrs. Dr. V, I should say. And um, 
of course, Dr. Curtis as well. So just thank you to all the professors that have been um, interviewed by us and all the people that, all the other pharmacists that we've interviewed. And we're super thankful that, um, that they were willing to do it because without them, we honestly <laughs> would not be able to have a podcast. So thank you for everybody that's been willing to be interviewed and everybody in the future that will be willing to be interviewed by us. So just want to make sure that we say thank you to them as well and also our listeners. All right. So with that being said, Sean, who's going first? You or, you or me? Um, that is the age-old question. Um, I think I can go first. You want to go first? All right. Yeah. But before we go into our rotations, um, I think it'd be our viewers should know that we are actually at the same site currently. We are both yeah. at Advent Health Celebration, and we both actually have the same exact preceptor. Mm-hmm. However, we're on two different rotations. So I will be talking about the Gen Med rotation, and Jovan will be talking about his hospital rotation. Yeah. So my experience with the Gen Med rotation is going to be very similar to the one that Jovan talked about with his Gen Med because it is at the same uh, institution. But I will still touch on my experience because it may be a little different. So I'll go into that. Yeah. And then, um, and yeah, and some of the things that we're both doing are also kind of similar too right now in this rotation. Not everything, but just, just a little bit of things. So we'll, we'll touch on that too. But um, Sean, go ahead and take it away. All right. My turn to go first. Let's do it. So starting off, I would say that this rotation, I really liked the flexibility of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so a little unusual, um, it's Gen Med, but I was actually paired with the clinical pharmacy manager at Celebration. So this right here allowed me to see some of the administrative sides. From day one, um, he handed me a uh, medication use evaluation to look at the hospital and basically kind of evaluate um, a medication the way we're using it and see if it even met criteria. It was a pretty expensive medication. And um, I'm almost done with the project. I currently have like a week left, but everything is done. But it's going to be a hopefully a presentation that I do because I did find a lot of cost savings opportunity. So it was really cool to do sort of a project on my own with him. And um, being an administrator or someone who's a manager and the Hospital is something that was always something that I eventually wanted to do as sort of a next step, maybe five, 10 years from now. So it was really cool to get experience now and see if I like that. Um, also, in terms of flexibility, I do love crit care. Uh, real quick, yeah. do, do yeah. you have an admin rotation? Do I have an admin rotation? I do not. Okay, so, so that's awesome. All right, so that kind of worked out for you, kind of looked out. Yeah. There are those residencies that are combined PGY one and two in admin, and I've been kind of on the fence if I should consider that or not, because I do like it, but I don't know if I want to just dive in it or if I want to just progress more. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so sorry. Pretty cool. How to cut you off? Oh, that was a good question. That was a good question. But yeah, so in terms of flexibility, I got to experience multiple different areas. So I love critical care. But all my experience was really in the ICU, and I love the ICU. So I basically probably spent two weeks in the ICU and got to compare this ICU with my ICUs in my last two rotations. My first rotation was at Advent Health Apopka, and my second one was um, hospital rotation at Central Florida Regional Hospital, but I was really doing a lot of ICU management as well. So really cool to sort of compare them, see the way Celebration does things, and then 
Um, I never really had experience in the emergency department. I know that it's very different from critical care. You don't have a lot of information sometimes and all these patients coming in, but it is a lot of critical cases. Um, a lot of patients that are coming in for really emergent situations and need a lot of care that's very rapid and you gotta be more on your feet rather than in the ICU. I guess the ICU at times, it does pick up. I guess if a patient is going through something acutely, but emergency department was something I got to spend a weekend. And my preceptor was really flexible, um, messaging pharmacists and seeing um, their availability. Um, I did also have a couple days with other floor pharmacists where here I was helping with consults for um, vancomycin, um, making, help making PPNs. And then something really cool about this uh, rotation was I was able to do PCI and cabbage consults where a patient would go in for cardiac surgery. And then after their surgery, when they were pending discharge, I would actually go over them with them and educate them on all their new medications they were going to be taking and really just address any of the questions they had and sort of educate them on why taking these medications were important and what they were, were actually, each one was providing for them. Um, I really felt like that was important because prior to, to this, my hospital, any time I spent a rotation in a hospital, I never actually got to have patient interaction. So, because I don't have my AMCARE to my last rotation, so this was something that was big for me. I remember the first two that I did, I was extremely nervous and kind of in my shell, but now I really feel a lot more comfortable talking to patients. And now I make it a lot more conversation, conversational, less robotic. So definitely a rotation where I felt like I, I improved my soft skills in that way. Um, in terms of projects on this rotation, there was that MUE I talked about. I also had to do a patient case, a journal club, I'm currently working on a new drug presentation project that's in the works. So this is something Joven touched on earlier in the last podcast when we talked about rotations, but this rotation really is a good rotation if you want something to help boost your CV in regards to projects in mid-year. The pharmacists here are highly involved and they always have tons of projects, whether it's um, medication use evaluations like I touched on before, or whether it's patient cases. So this is something I really like about this rotation, how they're constantly active and staying involved in conferences and furthering their education and learning process. Something that I also really wanna to touch on was the topic discussions here. It was led by multiple pharmacists and the resident at the time, and they really would go over mechanistically everything that was going on about the pathophysiology, about all these disease states, and then even how the medications work to treat them. And it really rehashed um, all the knowledge that we learned really quickly in school, but they would teach it in a way where they would draw out everything on the whiteboard, kind of old school there, but they would ask you questions. And even if you didn't know the answer, they really helped you think it through rather than spoon feed everything. And I really felt like that helps solidify the knowledge so you can recall it for later. So I really like that. And even today, I was in the ICU and one of the pharmacists actually, um, I was like, you know what, how do these smart pump work? Like how do the nurses set the rates? How does this work? Cause I know, cause we were doing rounds. One of the nurses asked him a question on it. And I was like, I have no idea how to answer. So he basically showed me how to prime lines, how to do a lot of things, how to unclog them. If um, different ends of the lines were to get pinched off or clogged, it was pretty interesting. So that was something really cool. So really this rotation is all about learning new things. They're very, teaching focused and oriented. And I think it's a great beneficial rotation, super flexible where you can experience a lot of different things and figure out 
maybe where you want to be one day in pharmacy. So great rotation. Definitely. And I, I think um, I'm just going to jump into mine and say that I agree with you with introducing this site that, or this specific rotation, that it's definitely been flexibility has been key with our preceptor. So something else that has been pretty cool was um, after, during our weekly meetings, I believe after the first week, my, pre, my preceptor and I, and Sean was there too. So it was like a group sit down or group meeting. And um, he kind of expressed that there was any problems with hours where that's been a first. <laughs> I'm so used to everybody just telling me what's going to be there and not really asking you when can you work. And I was like, uh, Sean and I started going to the gym <laughs> and I was like, I would like it if it was possible, if I could push back my shift an hour, work from nine to five instead of eight to four. And our preceptor was uh, perfectly fine with that. So um, that's something where I thought was pretty cool. And um, our preceptor has definitely been pretty flexible with us. And something else, which I don't think you said, Sean, was that, and I don't know if this will be continued going forward, but the one of us usually works on the weekends. So that can be a downside mm-hmm. if you do work. Did you touch on that, Sean? Um, I did not, but I think it's something good to mention. But they're so flexible also that I feel like even if you couldn't work weekends, they would be okay with it. But yeah, it's good. If, yeah, I definitely think you should talk about that opportunity because I really liked how they offered that to us. Yeah, yeah. So it's it was nice for me because I work on the weekends. So for them to be like, hey, can you come in before your shift on the weekends? and work here and then not work and have one day off during the week. And that was awesome for me. So that way it's like, Hey, um, if I have a car problem, I can take my car to the shop during that day, doctor's appointments, dentist appointments, whatever it is that you might have going on. I actually finally have a day off. So I thought that was very nice and very fortunate for me to actually be on this rotation. So it's like, all right, so I'll just shift my switch my shift for, um, Saturday or, for right now, I don't work on Fridays um, if I'm working on Saturday. So I just switched out Friday and Saturday. The only difference is I got to come in early because I have to make it to my other job, but it still works out. It still works out. And it's nice to also kind of gain experience on the weekends to see the difference, I think also during the week and versus the weekend. And on the weekends, um, I basically do what I do in hospital practice. So um, overall, I believe hospital practice anywhere will be basically tech work. I'm not positive, but basically um, you're a tech and you're just helping out. So whether it be with cycle counts, tubing things, grabbing patient specific meds, et cetera, et cetera, anything that you can think of that techs do in the hospital, um, I was basically doing except for running. I was not delivering any meds to floors, but besides that, I was doing that outdates as well. You'll be involved with that. But I don't know if it's just me or because, or not necessarily, I should say just me, but I don't know if it's because I just did my gen med before this hospital practice. But like Sean said, how he was doing consults, because I did do those during my gen med rotation just before this. So they, if Sean was maybe preoccupied or if there was a lot of consults, they would also hand me them. So I would also do those PCI consults that Sean mentioned and also post-cabbage consults. And um, I also got to do some consults on Jernetarone or Moltac and also Sotolol. So um, those were the four types of consults that I've been doing. So usually it's like during the day um, from like nine to about one, nine to about maybe like 2.33, 
I'm usually doing tech work. And then from like three to five, I'm usually doing consults or helping out the pharmacist in any way possible um, during that time period. Because usually it's in the morning where it's really busy, where the techs need a lot of help. But then after that, I kind of help out with the pharmacist. And as far as projects you have to do, I have to do one in-service project, which I haven't done yet, but I will do before the end of my rotation. Um, so you have an in-service project. It's usually just like a handout. You don't really have to present it, um, I don't believe. Um, you may or may not, but it is like a handout that you have to create to kind of help the pharmacy. Um, mine's going to be more catered to nurses to kind of help out nurses with things. So it could be for multiple different reasons. Um, the other thing you have to do is a, the other project you have to do is a new drug presentation. And I think that's pretty cool. Um, I got to select a drug that was just FDA approved within like the past six months, I believe, and kind of present on it and see whether or not the hospital should add it. What are my recommendations and things like that? And it's pretty stress-free. It's no, it's not as big of a deal as a case presentation. It's just kind of informing all the pharmacists present, like, oh, there is something new on the market. And this is cool. Like, should we add this to our formulary or not? And things like that. So it's not a big critique. It's just kind of explaining to them something new that's going on. And, and it's pretty straightforward, pretty simple. There is a template for it. And you just kind of follow that template and fill it out. And then um, shouldn't take you more than like, I, I feel like anywhere between like four to six hours maybe to, to create it. So it's, it's a pretty easy task, task to do. And, I, and I, it's a lot of fun too. And the last thing that I also have to do, or already did, was a journal club. So journal club, new drug presentation, and an in-service project are your three things that um, you'll have to do. And then, like I said, mainly tech work. Anything that, if you work in a hospital, you you should know what a tech does. But even if you work in community, it's pretty similar. Um, Not much difference, except you're also going to throw in some tubing. So uh, that's probably like the big difference is that you'll have to tube out meds and then check the tubes to see if anything was um, sent back to you. And um, that's about it, honestly. Uh, Like I said, I was able to do consults. I don't believe the previous students did, but that might have been because they weren't trained to do consults. And I was trained in my gen med rotation. And now that they already seen me do it and know that I've done it regularly, they just had me still do it in hospital practice. Um, especially whenever Sean might have been overloaded with too many consults. And yeah, you you did train me, so you know I'm there. <laughs> yeah, and I trained Sean. They trained me. I trained Sean. And the gift that keeps on giving. So that's a that celebration right there. And yeah, I got a couple questions for you. Um, sure, but I'm trying to think of something. Oh yeah, no no worries. Oh, important stuff. Important stuff. One. I think it's very important to treat hospital pharmacy just like you would any other rotation or hospital practice, sorry, just like you would any other rotation. I think because it's not a clinical rotation, which every once in a while the pharmacist might ask you a clinical question. I know Sean was present for one of the questions I was given, but every once in a while they might ask you a clinical question or ask you your take on something like, what does this drug do? But for the most part, you're just doing tech stuff. So don't act like you're better than that, if that makes sense. Like don't look down upon the task, like take it serious, you know, be professional and try as hard as you can to be the best tech you can be and talk to the techs. I've talked to the techs. They recently um, installed like dosage. So I'm talking to the techs, like, how do they feel about it? What are their thoughts about it? I'm talking to, to the buyer and kind of talking to 
her about like how is what is her process of getting the meds how how beneficial is the 340b for them you know so different things and kind of picking the brains of different techs and just seeing and learning from them on how to be a better pharmacist for example i know there was a issue that happened and one of the techs was upset and i just kind of asked just in case if i ever get into a managerial position like how would the tech want me to respond as the pharmacist like how should i go about this what is the best way of course everybody's different but um you know like hey if if you were the pharmacist and you did x y and z i would have greatly appreciated that and so just taking mental notes be professional don't try don't try hard just because it's oh it's tech work like no try just as hard as you can with this rotation as you would with a clinical one and even challenge yourself something that i would do is every day there, there, there would be at least one drug. I did. I had no idea what this drug was, you know? So, um, for example, like I'm not familiar with Lacosamide. That was one medication. There was like Nupagen was another one. So it's just like certain medications I don't know. And I'll just like, I have a index card on me and I'll just like write it down and I'll be like, maybe my drug for the week or my drug for like the next couple of days that I'll just like look up on Clint farm when I get home and kind of figure out like, what was the reason maybe this patient was on it and things like that. So that's something else you can kind of do to keep yourself like um, going through it and kind of giving yourself clinical knowledge is kind of challenge yourself to learn about the new drugs that aren't there or the new drugs that you've never heard of. And yeah, basically it be professional. Don't slack off. Don't think you're better than you're too good to do this or anything like that. Like, and keep in mind that these pharmacists and techs are probably listening. And if you plan on doing a uh, residency there, or if you plan on getting a letter of rec from maybe the pharmacist, um, the preceptor. So that's something to keep in mind. Like they'll probably see your actions and hear how you're talking about things. So just be respectful to everybody and treat it as professional as possible. Um, that's something I would definitely say is, is important when it comes to hospital practice. Don't try to treat it like it's, oh, I'm just doing tech work. Like, no, treat it professional. Treat it like you would with any other clinical rotation. Be on time. Be proactive. Um, help in any way possible. If you see one of the pharmacists needs help with something, ask or just be willing to do it. If you see the techs need help with something, just go ahead and do it. Um, sometimes I'll just do things without, without even asking that they need help because I could tell that they do and, and they greatly appreciate that. So that's just something to keep in mind. But all right, what, what were your questions, Sean? All right, so I was gonna ask you because you just finished your block and I didn't have a block and I feel like that was something my focus touched on. So yeah. first off, uh, I guess brief summary, like how was your block there? And then as a extra question, um, what did you do to make a good impression on a block because you're there for a long period of time. Yeah. Okay, so I'll answer that. But before I do, I forgot to say, um, like Sean said, there's topic discussions and in hospital practice, if you're the student, you're also allowed to go to them. So it's not just a gen med, um, students are the only ones that are allowed to go to it if you're in hospital practice. And if there's any topic discussion by a, by a pharmacist that a pharmacist is giving or by a resident, any journal clubs by a resident or a fellow student, as long as it's not the AMCARE, you're allowed to um, go visit that. So that's something that you're allowed to do if it's the gen med student or um, if it's a fellow hospital practice student, you're definitely allowed to go sit in on those topic discussions, journal clubs. Like I was able to see Sean's journal club um, case presentation as well. So that's something that is not just exclusive to those people on that rotation. 
Um, all right. So to your question, you're asking about um, how was my block there? How was my experience? And then yeah. how to kind of like maintain professionalism <laughs> all, what is it, uh, 90 days? All within 90 days. Um, all right. So that is a great question. And one, I think as an experience that this is a great place to be. If you are go-getters, I know Sean and I have kind of talked about this off air. If you're not a go-getter, you might not like this place because there's a lot of opportunities to learn and a lot of different things that they need help in. And they may or may not ask you. So if you get thrown into it and you're not that willing to do it, this may not be a great site for you just because you're going to probably not do something as well as you could. You're not going to try as hard as you should. And, you know, they're taking mental notes about this. If you're going to ask for a letter of recommendation and if your block is before residency and it's like, Hey, you're not being a strong student for those three rotations. It's that's, now you're limited to really who you could ask for a great letter of rec. And you don't just want an average one, you want a great one. So I think if you're not a go-getter, this one might be a tough rotation to do because you will be asked to do a lot um, compared to other students. Um, some of our colleagues, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like we've probably done a lot, Sean. <laughs> so, um, and like you said, like mid-year, like we, we were able to get involved with mid-year. Sean, you're doing a um, MUE. Uh, like there's just so many things with that. So I think if you're a go-getter, this is a great place to be. I think as far as with a block, it's tough. It's not easy. I would say there, there will be times where it's tough for you to put your best foot forward every single day. So I don't want you to think like, oh, I've been able to do that because I definitely haven't. There's been some, some low days or some down days, maybe you know, if, if um, a person didn't make it as far as a code that might've sat with me like the next day. And so I might not have been on like my A game, but I think that's okay because we're all people and they understand that. They're a very understanding group of pharmacists. They're very realistic and very understanding that like, hey, we don't expect you to be 100% every single day, you know, try your hardest, but we do expect you to try hard. Um, maybe you'll have one day where you slip or maybe two, but right now, um, I'm reading a book called atomic habits. Oh, and that's another thing we, we didn't touch upon our preceptor usually likes the book that. club. Yeah. Yeah. The book club, our preceptor likes to do a book, a book club and, um, our book that we're reading Sean and I's atomic habits and, um, touching on that, there was something in the book and now I'm completely blanking. Mm, there was something in the book that was talking about how, I'm completely blanking now, Sean. Hmm. There's a lot of good stuff in that book. There is a lot of good stuff. Um, but I'm completely blanking. Huh. Where was I going? <laughs> Get 1% better every day. Oh, yes. Kind of along those lines. Um, I think I'm blanking because I literally just read it like this morning while I was kind of still half asleep. Um, but it was talking about how you should never, and I've, I've heard athletes say this, you should never allow yourself to like break your habit two days in a row. So if you're on a diet and you realize you ate poorly for dinner, your breakfast next day better be a good, good, healthy meal. You know, if you miss one day working out next day, 
even if you can't get to the gym, do some pushes at home, do some lunges. Uh, those don't need weight, you know, like do any exercise that doesn't need weight. If you have a pull-up bar, do a pull-up, um, whatever the case may be, like, do not same thing. Like in sports, I hear athletes say like, we're not going to try to lose two games in a row, you know? So it's like something like that, where I would never try to have two bad days in a row. Like, all right, today I didn't, I didn't perform my best, but you know what? Tomorrow is a, is a new opportunity and it's a new way for me to develop and grow. And for me to come back from this down day, I'm going to do the best that I can, whether it's stay up a little bit later tonight, reviewing things or waking up a little bit early, reviewing things, whatever the case may be, I'm going to try my hardest to make the next day a successful day. Um, because I don't, I refuse to have two bad days in a row. And I kind of had that mentality even before reading the book, but that book kind of touched upon that concept. And I think that's something that really helped me um, persevere and try to keep putting my best foot forward every single, um, even though it's not possible, like I said, every single day, but to try to do it every single day. Uh, does that answer your question, Sean? Yeah, I just wish you would have given me that advice before I ate poorly on Thanksgiving and then uh, <laughs> today with my Thanksgiving leftovers. You should have told me that, man. Yeah. See, before we recorded <laughs> I I was I was working, so I was not able to to enjoy the lovely the lovely meals everybody was having on Thanksgiving, but I did go to Wawa, so that's probably not the healthiest. So I made sure this morning I have some oatmeal um and 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 um so that was that was my healthy my healthy breakfast I had some oatmeal. But dinner might be and, uh, more choice. <laughs> yeah. And uh Joven has a food Instagram page, right, Joven? Yes, yes I do. Shout it out. Yes, quick shout out to that. Um anybody that's interested in food places, please follow. <laughs> follow, like, comment. Um anybody that wants to come with me too. Um I've gone out to eat with some some friends, whether it's the same same people in our class or lower class, like it's food guys. Let's, let's go out. Let's have, let's have some food. Of course, you know, we'll be responsible, COVID friendly, COVID safe. Um, but you know, let's grab some food and, you know, discuss what you think about, think about the dish and we could talk about life and everything that's going on with, with, um, with your life and everything that's going on as far as pharmacy to see if I could be a service to you in any way, shape or form. But as a block, I think it's great. If you're a go-getter, it's a great place for you. Now, as far as each site, I think each site has its perks. If you were to just do the site individually, I think Amcare, it's a phenomenal Amcare to be at. So even if you're not a go-getter, I think it's a great Amcare rotation. So um, I think you should just apply for it. Um, based off my experience and hearing what other colleagues have done, I think it's a great Amcare experience. Um, so definitely apply for it. But keep in mind that it is a Coumadin clinic. You also have transitions of care that, you, that you'll go through. And um, depending on how COVID, everything with COVID, I think their um, bariatric department should be up and running again. So that's something else that, that uh, you could potentially be involved in. I wasn't because it was down because of COVID, but that's something that you could also be involved in. But for a fact, it should be transitions of care Cumin Clinic and um, MTM. Some some uh, one or two days at MTM should also be sprinkled in with the rotation. So I think it's great. Definitely a site you should you should rank high as far as AmCare. Uh, once again, Gen Med for me was critical care based. So if you're not interested in critical care, that might not be something that you're into. But like Sean said, they do great topic discussions. So if you want to bring up Gen Med type content or infectious disease 
type material, anything that they feel comfortable teaching you, they'll pull up the whiteboard and just start drawing on it and going over everything with you. Um, so that's something to keep in mind if you really want to learn and get better prepared for the NAPLEX and for your and for a residency and everything like that. I think that's a great site as well. But and if you're interested in critical care and you don't want to give up that elective, you know, you could save that elective for something else. Do Gen Med at Advent Health Celebration and you'll get that critical care experience and also a little bit of Gen Med. And with hospital practice, like I said, it's mainly tech work, but I don't know because I'm pretty sure the students before me didn't do any of the consults and weren't involved with some Gen Med, Gen Med stuff as well. So it might've been just because I just previously did my rotation there. So if you just do hospital practice alone, that might be mainly tech work, but you get to do a new drug presentation, which is different and cool, an in-service project and a journal club. So they all, they each have their own perks to them. And I will say this though, Sean can attest to this. They are a lot of fun at, um, which I probably should have said in the beginning at, at celebration, as far as like the hospital practice, like all the techs and the pharmacists, they are a lot of fun. They're uh, they're a funny group. So it's a very, it's very entertaining. Whenever you are there, you will always laugh. <laughs> so it's, it's nice to smile and laugh and, and you're being around people that are very lively. We even had some residents come visit us from a different location, a different Advent Health location. And they were even like, they asked, one of them asked me like, is it always like this? And I was like, yes. And they were just like shocked at how playful everybody was and how fun everybody was. So that's something I will admit. There's a lot of personalities and a lot of jokes are made and it, it makes the day a lot of fun and it helps you to, to push through and work hard for sure. Definitely fun over there. Definitely, definitely. And um, I was going to ask you, with all the projects that you do, um, with Gen Med, with within since it's you know you're doing Gen Med, but it's also kind of hospital admin, so it's like admin, Gen Med, and a little bit of crit care all thrown in together. What type of students do you think would be best if they were to rank for that one specific rotation? Um. I feel like it's hard because because you can do so much different things on it because they were so flexible. So I don't know if I could say specifically like someone with this specific interest. I think it comes down to sort of what you touched on. If you're a go-getter and you show initiative and you show that you want to be involved, they have a multitude of opportunities, whether it's in different areas for you to gain experience or whether it's taking upon all these leadership projects. So definitely a good place if you want to get your feet wet and take on all these projects and see, you know, is managerial right for me or is, I don't know, being like a, like a leader and contributing to like this pharmacy, something that like I want to do. So it's a lot of great opportunities if you're a go-getter, I think. Definitely. Definitely. I think that's, um, that's like the best way to describe it. And there's nothing wrong if you're not a go-getter. I think that might be kind of looked down upon. I think as long as you take pharmacy serious, you know, take patient care serious, advocate for your patients, um, advocate for your techs too. If, if a, a, a patient is being, you know, rude or, or disrespectful, advocate for your, your techs as well. But as long as you're being an advocate and, you know, you're, you are trying your best, I think that's perfectly fine. There's just some people that are over, overachievers and um, don't feel bad thinking that you have to be one of those or anything like that. 
Um, but I just try to be as honest as possible and, and to share, we both try to be as honest as possible and to share um, our honest opinions on these, on these sites. And if anybody listening, if you want some more information, more detail about our preceptors, about our time there, definitely feel free to reach out. You know, don't, even if you don't know me personally, it's okay. You can reach out to me on LinkedIn. You can reach out to Sean on, on Facebook, on Instagram. You can reach out to me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. Um, you can just reach out to us on the Capsule Production Instagram page. Um, you can just go on there and reach out to us, or you can go on there. You can find our link tree in the bio and just reach out to me personally, reach out to Sean, and reach out to both. Get both of our perspectives on our experience. Um, yeah, and you know, Jeff and Brandon are always willing to, to discuss things with anybody that has any questions. So you can always reach out to them. And, you know, I want you guys that are listening to realize that you are kind of paying for your rotations and I want you to enjoy them. So definitely be vocal. Um, like I said, my preceptor kind of opened it up, but I probably would have asked anyways, if I could probably come in a bit later. So I just felt like the eight to nine gap, there really wasn't much I was doing. But as soon as it hit nine, it got busy. So that's why I was like, you know, what if I just show up on nine? I won't be late. And I just work till five. Is that fine? And um, my preceptor was completely fine with that. So that's something to, to keep in mind. Always be vocal. Sean was vocal. Oh, and that, that was another question I wanted to ask you. Sean was vocal and, and expressed to have some time in the ED. And our preceptor was flexible enough to, to set that up for him. And I was going to ask you, how was that ED experience? Is that something you would do career-wise? Uh, it's something that I'm considering. Uh, I like the hours, actually. Um, it was more like mid-shift. So I actually got a couple rounds of golf in the morning and before going to work. So that was actually pretty nice. But in terms of besides the hours, in terms of the actual clinical work, I liked it a lot. Um, it, was, you, it was like 4.30 to midnight? I'm sorry, can you hear with that? It was like 4.30 to midnight in the ED? Like 4? Uh, yeah, they had me doing like like 4.30 to midnight, yeah. Okay, okay. That's, that's yeah, it. so it was cool because you, you were kind of keeping tabs of like all the uh, patients as they were coming in, as they were getting um, transferred or admitted to other units or if they were just going to get discharged. Um, had a couple of acute cases here and there. My first day was more busy. My other couple of days I was there, it was actually pretty quiet. So a little different experience there. But then since you're also at night, you do take up a lot of the consults, like a lot of the vancomycin or other medication follow-ups on other patients on other floors. So you do help out other pharmacists as well. Um, it was it was a good experience. Um, you kind of you're kind of right across from the doctor at all times, so they can come up and ask you some clinical questions. And there was always nurses coming up and sort of like asking us questions about um, drugs and different rates and things to be given. Um, at this one, we actually had like a pediatrics ED. We had to ver verify orders for two, so that was pretty cool because you had to pay attention to a lot of weight-based dosing and different uh, like maximum dosing and things like that for children. So that was a little wrinkle I wasn't expecting, but it was definitely interesting to see. Yeah, so that was a good experience. I don't know if it tops the uh, ICU for me, but it's something I would definitely consider. Okay. 
that's cool. That's something that I had no interest in. So I was like, uh, you can you can go alone. But um, that's cool. That's cool. And, and that's the thing. It's like we all find different things. So it's like you kind of found something new. Maybe it doesn't top crit care, but you know, it's still something interesting. Interesting with um with being in the ED and with me when I was in the AMP care clinic, I kind of found transitions of care. I thought that was kind of cool and a kind of a new passion of mine. So that's, um, it's cool that how our rotations were able to kind of help shape what we want to do career wise. And I feel like that's, that's kind of the goal and the purpose of them, but that doesn't always happen for students. So I think that's kind of cool that it's happening for us. Of course, man, we're go-getters, man. We're trying, trying to experience everything we can. <laughs> that is true. That is true. And, um, so yeah, um, just to end the episode, Sean and I, we both like it. We both um, are enjoying our experience. This is a great block. Like I said, I think if you're a go-getter, not only if you're a go-getter, but also if you want to challenge yourself or if you really want to learn, if you have that willingness to learn, I think this is a great place, a great place to do a block and or a rotation. Now, um, and like I said, there's nothing wrong with that because I we have some friends that they know they're going to do community. Like they have the job lined up already. So it's like, why stress yourself out with a very complex or difficult rotation when you can maybe get a easier rotation and just go, you know, go through the process. But if you're looking for things to boost your CV as well, like Sean said, he has a lot going on right now on his gen med that this is a great place. You can get your CV boost here if you feel like you're missing some things and you like to add on to it. CV boost, you'll learn a lot. So I think that'll help you not only in the NAPLEX, but maybe in residency interviews and also just further down the line when dealing with patients, how to explain things as well. So you'll learn a lot. You'll be exposed to a lot of different things, which is great because it helps you kind of figure out new passions or help you remove um, some things that you thought you might have been interested in. So kind of help narrow down your career choices. If you're still in flux, I think this is a great site because they have a lot of different um, departments that you can gain experience in. So that that really does help. And all everybody was really nice, very respectful. Um, I had no issues. I, I don't know if you've heard of people having issues with preceptors. Um, Sean at like other sites, but I've, I've definitely heard that, but that has not happened at this site as far as I'm aware of, as far as not only me, but like other students that have been here during the, my time that I've been doing my block. Um, we've all got along pretty well with, with the preceptors, with the techs, with the pharmacists, nurses, respiratory therapists, et cetera, et cetera. The physicians, a lot of the physicians are a lot of fun. I don't know how much interaction you've had with them, Sean, but when I was in my gen med, which is mainly crit care. I had a lot of experience with the physicians and they were, they were a lot of fun. <laughs> they were a lot of fun. And we would even have, um, one of the physicians would come to our case presentations and, and journal clubs and give his perspective, which was awesome. You know, we don't always get to experience that. And he would not even try to grill you or be mean with questions. He would just, he might ask you a question to see if you know it, but really just kind of explain things for, for us students to really get it from another perspective, not just the pharmacy perspective, but also the physician and to bring up other interesting points that, that we should learn from um, and other things that we should always consider when it comes to diagnosis, when it comes to patients. Like, yeah, you can consider this. That might have been a tall tale sign, but what are some other diseases you could think of if you didn't see that? And just kind of having that different perspective is also kind of cool, um, I thought, um, which you probably don't have at a lot of different sites is having a 
physician come to your journal club. So I thought that was also pretty cool. But yeah, yeah. it's definitely nice when you have people of every profession trying to teach you things and are committed to teaching. It's a good feeling. Definitely. And so with that, um, I think we'll, we can, we can close it out. Thank you everybody for listening again. We appreciate it. This will be our last episode until January. So this will be the end of season four. Be on the lookout for season five. I'm not sure when we'll start in January, but we'll start in January. That's the goal. And um, so just stay tuned to our Instagram. We'll probably release when we're going to come out with season five on, on Instagram. So just stay tuned to that. Like I said before, if there's anything that we haven't touched upon, I know we haven't really touched upon um, community pharmacy. I think it'd be nice, especially with Amazon, just kind of getting involved with that. It'd be nice to kind of get maybe a community pharmacist perspective on things and also talk about why they love the profession and all that. So that's something that um, we definitely want to get out to you. Anything else that you can think of? Maybe uh, we could probably get like an AmCare pharmacist, maybe talk about AmCare a little bit, maybe talk about critical care a little bit with a critical care pharmacist. I know Dr. Allen kind of went over that, but we could also get maybe another crit care pharmacist and get a different perspective. And anything, anything you can think of, anything you find interesting that you would want to hear about, please let us know, reach out to us, and we'll try to set that up um, and try to get an interview with somebody and relay that information to everybody. Um, and even if it's not a, a topic as far as a disease or not a disease, sorry, as a topic as far as a career. Um, maybe there's something that you would like as far as like a journal club presentation or maybe something about finance, like how will I manage my student loans or, or money, you know, anything like that, anything that could be related to pharmacy some way, somehow, I'll try to create. And even if you don't have anything, like if you're just a pharmacy student, you just want to talk to us, we could do that too. <laughs> you know, like Sean and I will be, we'll gladly sit down, have a conversation and um, I'll, we'll just have to come up with something on the fly and we'll figure out whatever the topic is <laughs> during, during the interview. So if you just would like to be on the podcast, that's another thing, reach out to us and um, we can certainly get you on the podcast and we'll figure something out, something to talk about. You may not feel like you're a big leader or anything, but um, as a listener, we definitely feel you're important and we want you to feel appreciated. So we could definitely get you on an episode and um, talk to you about something. And anybody that's interested with teaming up with us, please also feel free to reach out to us. As I said before, we have the link tree on Capsule Production on our Instagram page. You can go ahead and message me. You can message Sean. You can, mention, you can message our Capsule Production page on Instagram if you're interested in working with us, whatever the case may be. Please feel free to reach out to us. And thank you again for listening. Happy holidays to everybody. Uh, Merry Christmas. Um, Happy New Year. And I don't know if there's any, any other holidays we're missing, but if we are missing it, I apologize. Um, we, you know, any holidays, we will celebrate with y'all. We support everybody. And thank you so much for listening. And um, I think that's it. Sean, did you have anything you want to add? Uh, no, I think that's a good wrap up. Thank you everyone for listening to this season and we will see you when we return. Keep a lookout. Yeah, keep a lookout. And once again, we're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcast. You can listen to us there. You don't have to do it through Podbean. So like Sean said, um, keep a lookout for us and thank you again for listening.